The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. Have you ever been at a Bible study or heard a preacher say something you didn't like? Or maybe you read a Bible verse that you just didn't agree with. Well, if this has ever happened to you, then you need our patented Beelzebub Bewilder Filter. That's right. With our Bewilder Filter, you can change any Bible verse or sermon to better suit your personal needs. It slices, dices, rearranges, and distorts even the toughest biblical truths into more pliable half-truths. For a limited time offer, you can get it free for just $9.95. Curious to know more? Let's take John 14.6 where Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father but through me. With a quick use of the Beelzebub Bewilder filter, it now says, I am a way, a truth, and a life, and as long as you are sincere, you can go to heaven. Still not convinced? Let's try another. Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace through faith you have been saved, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. But with the Beelzebub Bewilder filter, it becomes, For through kindness and good works you save yourself as a gift to yourself so that you might take pleasure in your rewards. That's right, folks. As unbelievable as it might sound, the free Beelzebub Bewilder Filter can be yours for just $9.95. But wait, there's more. If you order right now for just $29.95, we'll send you a free ear tickler headset that repeats your filtered verses in the most soothing voice possible. That's right, folks. It's an amazing deal. So if you want to feel good, warm, and fuzzy after reading God's holy word, then you need the Beelzebub Bewilder Filter. Impress your liberal friends and watch those bigoted conservatives pop a spiritual gasket. It's great for parties, birthdays, and bar mitzvahs. Be the first at your Bible study to get one. Just call 1-800-666-1313. Disclaimer, offer not available to the regenerate. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at karm.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick, and you are listening to Matt Slick Live. I hope you're going to have a good time listening and... By God's grace, okay, we'll have some callers calling in. Actually, I'm hoping that uh, that some people I was discussing some stuff with today will call in because there's this new thing on Messenger, and um, it popped up on my phone, it popped up on my computer, and uh, I'm like, okay, what's what's all this about? So I get into this room, this discussion room, and uh, it's a I don't know, it's a new thing. And a bunch of Muslims are in there. And, oh, man, it was an interesting discussion. I was really impressed by the ability to almost think critically, almost think logically, and to uh, make the Quran say what they wanted it to say in order to make it look acceptable. And uh, what I did was among many things uh, had to correct them on their idea of what the Trinity was and we went to an interesting verse I'm going to talk about it really fast because I'm hoping they're listening I, I uh, went in like five minutes ago and said you guys want to come on in and talk you want to ask me questions uh, please do and so we went to get this we went to Surah 573 and I was showing them a problem in the Quran and there are many. They do blaspheme who say Allah is one of three in a trinity, for there is none God except uh, one Allah. 
And so uh, that was uh, Yusuf Ali. The Pikthal translation says, uh, Allah is, uh, it's blasphemy to say, Allah is the third of three when there is no Allah save one Allah. All right. So uh, they've said it doesn't say uh, Trinity in the original. And the guy was telling me it doesn't say Trinity in the Arabic. And he was saying it's not, it is not saying the Trinity is three gods. I'm trying to remember him, remember what he said accurately. I'm not trying to misrepresent, okay? Because a lot of people were jumping in, and uh, it was pretty much a dog pile. And so I said, okay. So when it says Allah, uh, Allah is, uh, they surely disbelieve who say that Allah is the third of three. Uh, when there is no Allah, say the one Allah. I said, a third of three, a third of three what? And he wouldn't answer. Well, it just doesn't say. Okay, well, what's it talking about? A third of three. There's only one Allah. A third of three what? Is three gods? Because Allah you know, is God, right? And he wouldn't answer. And they came back with this convoluted stuff about uh, logic. And, and so I'm just like, you know, it was really amazing to me to hear this. Uh, because Allah is uh, just, it's, it's wrong to say Allah is a third of three when there's no Allah except one Allah well three Allahs no there's not three Allahs there's one Allah that's what's going on in the text and they wouldn't even admit that and these are supposed to be Muslims who know the Quran and then it really got interesting I quoted Surah 42 which says that a uh, that if there's any discrepancy in the Quran uh, you know, it's not from Allah. And, and they said, no, not any, it's many. Uh, I said, okay, so let's, you know, if there's much discrepancy or many discrepancy. I said, okay, so is one discrepancy okay then? Is this one? And actually, one of them said, no, it's not. I said, good. All right, because uh, it says that they're hit. Will they then ponder on the Quran? If it had been from other than Allah, they would have found therein much incongruity. Okay. And uh, the the uh, that was the Pickfall version. The Yusuf Ali version uh, had it been other than Allah, they would have found it there in much discrepancy. So if there's any problems, then um, uh, it's not from Allah. So I said, okay, let's go to Surah 86. Uh, let's see, 86, 84, 5 through 7. No, 86, 5 through 7. 86, I do this so many times, I get my numbers mixed up. Yeah, 86, 5, 6, and 7. And this is what it says. Now let man but think from what he's created. He's created from a drop emitted proceeding from between the backbone and the ribs. So I said, look, the, you know, this is what the Quran says, that a man's seed comes from his chest. And they said, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and I'm cracking up because I said, well, it says proceeding from between the backbone and the ribs. Where's the backbone and the ribs? You know, where, where is that? And they were trying to say, oh, man, oh, man. They're trying to say that uh, the loin area is between the backbone and the ribs. And uh, I said, it is? And they said, you know, and they were trying to say the backbone and the ribs considered a vertical area that encompasses the entire body, head below the, <laughs> everything. And... Uh, I'd actually thought about that before. I was wondering if any Muslim are going to say that, and they did. And so I uh, said, so the loins are between the backbone and the ribs? Go, That's right. They're in between down low. <laughs> it's 
Oh, man, it reminds me of wacko mail. And so uh, just the illogic. And I said, well, then my head is, is between my ribs and my, my backbone. Is that where the, the drop comes from, too? And one guy goes, yeah. I go, what? It just, I'm like, no way. And so the other guys were saying, no, don't be dumb. <laughs> okay. And uh, I think it's what they said. But anyway, I'm trying to remember accurately. But it was quite an interesting discussion that I had with these guys. And, man. Uh, you know, it, it, this is what happens when you defend a false teaching, a false god, a false gospel, a false everything. And it was really bad. Uh, and and uh, they, they kept claiming victory. Oh, you always claim victory. Hey, if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. We have five open lines. I remember, I remember once I had a debate, an online debate. I was in on two computers in the same account. And we had this debate. It was arranged. And I forgot who went when. I even forget what year. But I remember this. Uh, so I'm, I'm in under a, a laptop, and I, I have lots of computers in the house. I was a computer tech for years. And so I'm in one computer as me, and I'm in another computer just as an alias, just listening, right? And so I had this debate with this Muslim guy, and I answered, I think it was every question except one or two, and I couldn't answer because the time ran out, and I wasn't able to address it. It wasn't that I was, I couldn't, it's, you know, I didn't answer because we ran out of time to move on. And these guys, because uh, when I let the bit was over, I left and I listened on the other computer. And it was amazing because they were saying how I couldn't answer a single question and how my opponent answered every question, which, which was not true. I mean, it was no way it was true. And uh, I was actually sitting here listening and laughing because, oh, my goodness, how deceived are these guys? Uh, well, if you believe in, in Allah uh, and Muhammad, then it just shows you how deceived you are. So, anyway, it was, uh, it was an interesting discussion I had before and with him. I like to say, uh, teach about the Quran every now and then and go in there uh, with the Muslims because I need the practice. I need the practice to be able to see what arguments they're going to use. I put them into my file and, you know, answer them and have them ready. Hey, but look, if you want to give me a call, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. 877-207-2276. I want to hear from you. Give me a call. All right. Whew, that was fun for me. Now, there are other things in the Quran I can talk about. In fact, since we have no callers waiting, I think I will. I think I'm going to do some more. Let's see. This is what it says. In Surah 4, 171, it says, uh, O people of the book, now that's in reference to the Christians, commit no excess in your religion, nor say of Allah aught but the truth. Jesus Christ, the son of Mary, was no more than an apostle of Allah, and his word, which he bestowed on Mary, and a spirit proceeding from him. And it says, Say not Trinity, desist. It would be better if Allah is one Allah. See, there you go. You know, the Quran gets the idea of the Trinity wrong. You know, think it's a plurality, and it's not a plurality of God, because it wouldn't say Allah is one Allah, or God is one God. We say that Trinity is one God is one God. So anyway, it makes a mistake there. And uh, so we got talking, and I said, uh, so don't say that Jesus is uh, is divine or anything. Just say he's uh, an apostle of Allah. That's all he is. And I said, the funny thing is, John said, John the Apostle, who worked with Jesus and knew Jesus, 
he wrote that Jesus said, unless you believe that I am, that you will die in your sins. And we actually had a Muslim who got on and said, are you saying that if I don't believe Jesus is God, I'm going to hell? I said, yes. That's what Jesus said, unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. And I went on, believe it or not, they were quiet. It was weird. And I went on and I taught about the deity of Christ and what the Jews said. And I went to John 10, 30, where Jesus says, I and the Father are one. Many good works from the Father I've shown you for which of the days. So they want to kill him for saying that. And I said, did the Jews think that Jesus was God? And they said, of course not. I said, so Muslims, do you agree with the Jews that he's not God? And these couple of Muslims go, yes. Oh, man. Anyway, there's just so many things we could talk about. But hey, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877 Let's get to Dave from Salt Lake City. Hey, Dave, welcome. You're on the air. Hi, how's it going today, Matt? Oh, it's going. Hanging in there, no big deal. What do you got, buddy? Yeah, uh, so when it comes to individuals that believe in evolution or maybe the atheist or whatever the case may be, and you're trying to uh, show them an evidence of God, and I know you've talked about um, the, how shall I say, logic involved in this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If, if the individual, whether it's pride, right, because we know that pride comes before the fall, um, mm-hmm. sometimes, like, I don't know, some of these people you debate, it's like arguing with idiots sometimes, right? Like, okay. it, there's, it seems to be like a, a lesson in, uh, how should we say, uh, futility. Yes, it is, a lot of times. Right? So, you got a question? So I guess my question would be, is there a point when you're trying to get through to somebody and share with them that you just give up? Uh, that it's okay to lovingly move on? Like of to course. just say it's obvious that, that they don't get it. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, we, we want to yes. win them way to yes, there is a thinking. Yes, there is a point when you just say we're done and you dust the feet off your shoes and you move forward. There are people who, no matter what you tell them, they're going to reject the truth because God has not opened their hearts and their minds. Like the Muslims I was t- teaching or, or talking with today. They right. uh, just have no capacity to understand the truth because God has not granted it to them, and they're lost. And so after a while, you say, okay, we're just done talking. You know, I'm not going to get any further with you. I've already said what I had to say like right. four times, repeating ourselves. I'm just going to move on. Oh, you're right. running now, you're running. Okay. And I say, look, 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 we've already gone over this, because they like to do this. I go, oh, you're running, can't handle it. And I say, look, what do you want to do, meet behind the cafeteria after school? What are you talking like? Right. You, you, you talk like a child. Right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Right. So, so uh, I say, yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just move on. So That's I, all. I, yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. I appreciate your heart and your teaching, Matt. Continue to do, uh, fight the good fight and... Hopefully we find enough, uh, or any, that are willing to listen and that we can help lead them uh, to the Lord. Yeah, that's, that's the goal. You know, I want everybody to find yeah. uh, Jesus. Uh, that's yeah. what it is. Sure. We want to find him. Have them For find sure. him. All right, brother. God bless, man. All right. God bless you. Yeah. All right, that was Dave from Salt Lake City. I'll be down there in a couple of weeks preaching down in Provo, and I stay in Sandy, Utah when I do that. Hey, if you want to give me a call, five open lines, 
888-207-2276. We'll be right back. Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, buddy, we had a bit of a technical problem trying to figure things out. Maybe you heard us on the air or not, I don't know. But that does happen sometimes, so no big deal. We worked it out, and let's get to Ken from North Carolina. Ken, welcome. You're on the air. Hi, how are you? Doing all right. Hanging my, in there, man. My question is, mm-hmm. you're great. Uh, my question is, does Scripture support a... Um, Sunday school and a midweek service, in addition to the primary worship service. Um, it doesn't really say anything about it. It says as often as you come together and they meet at different times, different places. Right. Uh, so I don't see anything that prevents it. Uh, so you know, it's fine. It's instruction and things. More like of a that. tradition, but, would you think? Well, yeah, it would be traditional. Uh, it could be tradition uh, if people just do it for very long. It becomes tradition. Uh, I think it's fine to have a children's uh, service away from the adults. I prefer it right. because I, yeah. most children is I out agree. of control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, oh, yeah. I, I agree with that. It's, uh, it's more of a tradition, but, you know, it's been going on for such a long time. It's been incorporated in the church as an actual part of it, right. which... You really can't substantiate from scripture, right? That's true. It's it's not specifically stated in scripture as something to do, but it's not prohibited by scripture either. And so, in what was called the That's regular correct. principle, the regular principle, there's two main views. You can do whatever the scripture, uh, uh, you can do anything unless the scripture says don't, and the other one says uh, you can only do what the scripture tells you to do. And so I like the first one. You can do, you're free, uh, just as long as you don't violate Scripture. It has liberty. Yeah, yeah we have liberty. Liberty there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so well, I thank think, you. That's, that's my question. All right. Well, God bless. Thanks. Yeah, I like the idea of children being outside the service uh, because the parents, in my experience, at different churches don't keep their children um, under control. Sometimes they let them play. Uh, hit things over and over again and it's very distracting and the parents don't seem to mind and so for that kind of stuff I say you know take the kids out and there are I've been to a couple of churches where the parents have got the kids uh, you know they're they mind and and you know I understand all the kids gonna do something here and there we get that but uh, for the most part uh, I, I have been to churches where uh, you know the, the children are well behaved but you know, otherwise I can't enjoy the service. I'd be mean, like, "What are they saying?" And next to me, some kids hitting the book. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. so that bothers. Me. I can't. Uh, I can't listen. So that's what it is. Let's get to Mark from North Carolina. Mark, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. Thank you. And I don't really have a question about baptism. So much okay. as it is a, uh, I saw you debate someone the other night on baptism, but obviously Church of Christ. And, uh, and I thought you did a great job. Thank you. Uh, there was one passage that you didn't use, and okay. uh, and I would like to share that with you, and that's uh, Acts uh, 10.47. And this is where Peter is talking to uh, Cornelius and his family, <laughs> his people that there. And he says, Can yep. any man forbid water that mm-hmm. these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost? 
So just as we have, yep. the Holy Ghost, they had to be saved, but they were not. Yeah. Uh, he said they're not saved yet. That's ridiculous. Right. Uh, I'm not sure which debate uh, you heard, but yeah, I'm very familiar with the, with that that pericope. It's Acts 10, 44 through 48, and I cross-reference it with Acts 2:38, because in Acts 2:38 you yeah. get baptized and then you receive the Holy Spirit. But in Acts 10, 44 through 48, you, they received the Holy Spirit, then they were baptized. So I ask people, I say, well, which one's the right one? And uh, as if there is only one right, they're both right. So it's a trick question: which one's the right yeah. one? And uh, they fall for it. Yeah. Well, this one's the right one. Oh, so scripture did contradict itself, you know. So uh, <laughs> stuff like that. You, you got to be quick. You got to be slick. You know, quick and slick. So well, yeah, that's uh, good stuff. You did a great. Yeah, you did a great job. I thought you know, it's just like you okay. say. It depends on how they ask, what questions they ask you. They mm-hmm. frame them in a way you know that you can't really answer them like they want to hear it. Yeah, that's why if you notice in some of the debates I have with people that I'll ask the same thing over and over again. And uh, because I find that people don't want to answer the questions. And because I can ask difficult questions of people, right? And they don't want to do that. That's why I think I should be an interrogator for the people in the Senate and the Congress. Because I know how to ask questions. That's oh yeah. And I know how to ask questions and I know how to get an answer out of them. Because I, I wouldn't uh, let them yeah, be uh, pamby all over the place. I go, nope, I asked you a specific question. The answer is either yes or no, affirmative, then what's the answer? And then I would make it so that they hated yeah. my guts when I walk in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, I had some friends. I'll, I'll call them brothers, but I'm not 100% sure, but I'll call them brothers. They met with me for six weeks for two hours once a week. And they tried to convince okay. me you have to be baptized. And it's a commandment. And I said, I don't have a problem with being, but you should be baptized. But I said, what other commandments? What Name me all the commandments. If you break one of them, you go to hell. I mean, it makes no sense. Well, yeah. needless to say, they never brought me a list. Of course not. This is why it's necessary um, to... What I do is I take notes, because I'm sitting at my computer usually discussing things. I take notes with people, what they say, and I will actually write out a question as they're talking. I'm thinking, okay, that they're saying this. I'm going to write out a question related to what they're saying so that I can literally read the question back to them over and over and over again. And uh, that's what I'll do. And you need to do that, too, because this, like you said, you go for hours, and they won't believe it. It's because they're brainwashed. So what you have to do is get through the brainwashing, you've got to ask the same thing over and over and over and over again. And what I'll sometimes do, like you brought up Acts 10, uh, 44-48, I'll say Acts 10, 44-48, I'll say that over and over and over and over and over again so they memorize it, because that's what it takes sometimes. All right, buddy? Hey, we got to go. Love you, brother. Amen. God bless, Mark. All right, four open lines, 877-207-2276. Be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show, 877-207-2276. If you want to give me a call, that's the number. Let's get to, let's see, Carrie from Idaho. Hey, welcome. You're on the air. Hi. Um, Hi. I'm on the air, right? Can you hear me? Yes, you are. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, all right, I have a question. Um, King David, or David with Bathsheba, he lost his baby, and the baby mm-hmm. died. 
And I want mm-hmm. to know, um, was that the sins of the father? Was the child punished for the sins of the father? Yeah, that's a good question. And um, we would have to decide. Old Testament. Yes. We would have to look at, well, what is a punishment? Who was being punished? Uh-huh. It was David obviously being punished. The punishment was he right. lost his son. Does that mean the son was punished? No. Uh, if anything, we could say that it was a blessing in that the child would enter straight into the presence of God without having to go through stuff and risk not being with the Lord since David had had problems with his sons. So it's a matter of perspective mm-hmm. on how we were to mm-hmm. see that. David certainly okay. lost his firstborn because of what he did with Bathsheba. And so there are consequences for our actions. And David broke covenant, and God punished him for breaking the covenant requirements of faithfulness uh, to God and his people. And so he was punished. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you have other callers waiting? Yeah, we've got two more, but uh, go ahead. You have a question? I do, but I don't know if you're going to want to answer it. It might be more of a... All right. I don't know. I'll ask it. Um, Sure. If somebody sins against you, are we supposed, and they're a fellow Christian, mm-hmm. are we supposed to confront them in a loving way when it's our step-parent? Like, there's a, an authority yeah, issue there. Can. Depends on what it is. You can. If it's, okay. you know, it, it, there's a lot of uh, just kind of a gray area here. If it is just kind yeah. of a whatever situation and bringing it up might no, be... No, it has to do with adultery. Well, then, if they claim to be Christians, if they claim to be Christians, then you have to go to the elders of the church and of their church and talk to them about it and then go through the process there. That's what I would say. Okay. All righty. Thank you. Okay. All right. All righty. Have a good day. You too. Thanks, Carrie. All right. Let's get to Mode from Utah. All right. Welcome. You're on the air. Hey. Hi, Mark. Thank you. Hi. Uh, I just have a comment. How are you today? I just have a comment concerning having your kids in church. Uh, having what? I always have my kids having your children with you in church oh, services. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my point of view and my experience, they should have kids. And not mm-hmm. only Jesus said, let the children come mm-hmm. to me and you know the verse. But what I realized, I'm not, you know, bragging for my kids. But my kids behave so well at school. And when they are asking them, you know, why they're always sitting and answer questions, do what they have to do, they say that's the same thing we do at church. Because at church, I teach them how to to have respect and reverence good. for God and well, to good. all the people who are talking. And my kids will never run in church. I said, in church is not a place you run. You don't oh. eat in church, you don't run in church. So they walk in church. If they are hungry, they will go outside, but to where they can eat something. And I, 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 to me, it's fine if you have your kids in church, and then for some reason something happened that kid is crying quietly. Take the kid out, mm-hmm. comfort the kid, and when everything is resolved, come yeah. back to church. Because many kids, they have special program for them until uh-huh. they are 18 and after 18 they don't know what to do they don't know how to behave 
They don't know how to replace their parents at church because they have never seen how they do it. So I believe if they have seen how it's done, they know they will be the next one. They will be taught. They will understand. Some kids don't know how to pray for someone. Well, okay, let me, <laughs> let me get in there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you okay? can touch me. Yes, okay. go ahead. So I agree that uh, I like the idea of children being in church. I think it's a good thing for them to experience what's going on. And that, that's wise. However, uh, my complaint and the complaint of a lot of people is that parents aren't, uh, aren't minding their children in churches so that the children then become disruptive of others. And that's the problem. And it's the parents' fault. Now, occasionally a kid's going to act up. We get that. But generally speaking, the parents have bought into this, uh, uh, you know, Johnny, I told you, stop it. I told you, stop it. I told you, stop it. And, you know, 15 times. And the kid learns not to, to trust what the parent says because the parent repeats himself so many times. And there's no consequence to action. So the children learn how to become disrespectful and out of control in a church environment. And so they ruin it for other people. And someone like me who's uh, got hearing problems, I can't process too many sounds. And when I'm focusing on listening to a sermon, if there's a lot of distractions of noises of children, I can't, I can't uh, pay attention. I have to leave. And I'm not complaining and whining. It's just that's just a problem I have. And so I'm not able to, to do that. So I'm a little bit more sensitive to that than most. But still, even my wife, who doesn't have that problem, agrees. She'll go to churches, and we can't even enjoy the service because sometimes the children are just out of control, and the parents don't seem to care. Now, you seem to care. You seem like you've got your kids under under good, good yes, uh, discipline uh, and control. But i got a question for you. Yeah. What's your accent? I like your accent. What is it? I'm from Haiti. Haiti? I'm from Haiti. I speak French, yes. And, you know, in Haiti, we have what we call church offices. And they will be like Asher, and they are just for kids. If a kid is not behaving, the officer will come for you. And it's okay for the officer to spank my kids if my kid doesn't want Ooh, to behave. Yeah. Yes. No hey, there it's you a go. Different culture, <laughs> but it works. <laughs> yep, I can relate to that. We had a uh, a group of people uh, that we were, when I lived in San Diego that uh, like-minded uh, parents and each parent could discipline the child of another uh, parent but under you know the right circumstances it wasn't just casual mm-hmm. it was under uh, the right thing you know and they always go to the parents first and if you know things like that and it was really good because the children minded and, and they were fine they were fine everything was fine they yeah. were fine yes yeah they were fine that's right so and anyway, good for you. And I, yes, because many people, they have their kids, and then when the kids growing up, they reach to the point they say, they are going to church. Why is their kid? Oh, they are playing computer games. Why they are not going to church? Well, they don't have church that much. It's like, who is going to replace you at church? It's sad. Yeah, it is. Well, I don't know if you're going to be uh, in the Provo area. I'll be down there on March 2nd preaching in, at... Uh, I heard city, you at that church. Is that uh, church here? Something like that? Yeah, city on a hill in Provo. Don't know where you are in Utah, but uh, anyway, no big deal. But uh, you know, stop by if you want. We can say hi. Yeah, if I, like I can, a... I will jump by. I will jump right. by. I'm not far away from Provo. Okay, yeah, I'll be in Sandy, hey, and thank then. You. Okay. Oh, so... I work in Sandy. I'm coming to oh. work. I'm on my way, and I park my car to 
just to make a comment. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I've got a friend in Sandy, and I stay there, and then I just go down to Provo when I preach and things like that, and so it's a nice area. Okay? All right. Okay, thank you for taking my call. Hey, thank you for calling. Love your accent. All right, God bless. All right, let's get to Matt from North Carolina. Matt, welcome. You're on the air. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. My question, Mr. Slick, is it, I've heard a man say this the other day about when the transgenders come to the point that they realize that they've kind of been deceived, they've been deceived, and they're going to want to come back to the church up. I believe that as well. Well, they've repented and they've came back, but at a and we have just, people that are. Can you hear me, sir? Yeah, yeah you broke up a little bit, but uh, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. But right. I, we have Democrats that are sitting in our church that are mm-hmm. helping to deceive them, and it seems like. How should I? How should I feel about that? It, well, in my mind, yes, sir. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm, I know what you're asking. You saying Christians who are Democrats is a problem? Because I would agree. I'm saying that I, I do agree completely. And as in the and church, how mm-hmm. do I deal with a person that is a a Democrat in the church? What I would do, what I would do, is go to CARM and look up history of the Democratic Party, and there's an article there, and you can print stuff up, and you can point things out about what the Democratic Party stands for. It has supported the KKK, abortion, homosexuality, and socialism. Christians should not be supporting any of that. Hold on, we'll be right back, okay? Folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Welcome back to the show, everybody. All right, let's get back on with Matt from North Carolina. Welcome, buddy. You're on the air. Hey, there. All right. Yes, sir. Um, I I appreciate your advice. I just would like to build up my defense of that because um, Mm -hmm. I've heard several things on homosexuality, and I believe that I used to be one that would um, uh, get very aggressive in my argument, and Mm -hmm. I'd rather be more uh, persuasive than I would argumentative. Well, it's just a approach. Because I think that what I'm trying to say is that with me being argumentative is possibly the same as a person sitting there supporting the Democrat Party helping to destroy people. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, we we have the thing that we have to when you talk to your Christian friends who uh, are, are misguided enough to believe that uh, the, the Democratic Party is actually a good party, I don't support the Republican Party either. They're just m- mainly rhinos. But uh, you know, you just the documentation that uh, it supports homosexuality, abortion, socialism, 
and they're the party, the KKK. They're the party that um, developed the Jim Crow laws, and it's all documented. And I would say to them, uh, are, are you aware of, of the history? I'd sort of, are you aware of the history of the Democratic Party, what it stood for? And they'll say one thing. See, what happens is the Democratic Party, is, in my opinion, is full of liars, flat-out lying deceivers. Because what they'll do is they take someone else's problem, that, or, or they take their own problems, excuse me, that they've created, and then blame the other people for it. And they accuse everybody of racism, accuse everybody of wrongdoing, when they're the guilty party. And this has been well documented from the Republican, I mean, from the Democratic Party. And you should get the book, uh, Saul Alinsky's uh, Rules for Radicals. But you don't have to get it, because you could go to my website, and I've outlined the Rules for Radicals book. And you can just read through in just a couple, three minutes what the basic principles are in this book that is used by people to force a culture and a political a culture system to change so that they can get the minority to be in control. And, for example, with homosexuality, what you do, what their procedure was, was to cause it to be talked about no matter what. Always get it in the public eye. Do whatever is necessary to get the public eye because people become desensitized to it. Once they're desensitized, then you start protesting and making demands. And then once they get used to that, you keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And now it's getting to the point, which I've been saying for years, for example, that the Democratic Party and the, and the uh, pro-homosexual LGBTQ alphabet mafia stuff is going to uh, become the oppressors of Christians. It's going to become oppressive Absolutely. to Christians. If, if you don't approve a homosexual marriage, now you're guilty. See, they have no tolerance. They're full of hypocrisy. These are the kind of things that you've got to point out and, uh, and let them know about. Aren't they trying to pass a bill to make it a hate crime to marry if you don't marry homosexuals? Yeah, I don't know if that is the case. Uh, I just don't know. what. Uh, I haven't heard the documentation yet. Or haven't seen it. I actually tried to, and uh, uh, Stu Epperson, he uh, put that ad out here, and I was like, "Oh, I got to check that out." So I, I want to verify it, and I haven't been able to uh, because I just got so much to do. It's just hard to find stuff, but you know, well, I want to find out. I, I appreciate your time, and I listen mm -hmm. to you all the time. I appreciate everything that you do, and I will okay. look into all those things, create myself a way to put this across yeah. in a loving way. I thank there you. There you go. And also, go to the karm.org. I think you can go to, let me check it. Uh, let me see. Karm.org forward slash government. Let's see if it, does, if it forwards where I want it to forward to. Yes, it does. And it talks about what is socialism and uh, the 45 goals of communism, uh, which you, you might want to get into as well. Because in those 45 goals, you'll see that the Democratic Party is working hand-in-hand uh, -in -hand and to do those things. Absolutely. 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 And Absolutely. they're there. Yeah, and so uh, it's it's just pathetic. In fact, you know, I'll make a comment here that you know I'm not a genius, uh, but I know what it means to think critically. And I've noticed over the years that fewer and fewer people, particularly those who are young, fewer and fewer can think critically. And there are some who can. But I am amazed at how in, incapable so many people are of, of uh, understanding 
uh, basic facts and how to put them together. And they vote, and they vote because they're, you know, they're mouth breathers. You know, whatever the whatever the the liberal news media says is simply the truth. They they don't think. This is too much of a problem here in America. Our schools have been dumbed down so that critical thinking is not to be done. In fact, my wife did the study on this, and I didn't know that she informed me, that in the 1800s, people, in order to get into college, took their entrance exams, I think it was either in Greek or Latin, to get into college. And I think that's pretty accurate. And so now, oh, that, that's impossible. They couldn't do that. It's just, it's impossible. No. So we're, we're not being taught. We're being we're being dumbed no, down, sir. so they can be led. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I also, I mean, this is just my comment of that is that I also believe that they are uh, they 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 don't go along and try to find out because their own won't right. make them say, "I'm not going. I'm not equal to look into that." You know, this will mess up everything I want to do with myself, and yeah. and, and and I think that's the deception that that they all have, and and now it's it's led us, like you said, it's led us from you know acceptance to let's change marriage to now we don't even know what a boy and girl are. Right. Yep. So, yeah. That's what it is. Thank you so much, Mister Slick, and and all I'll right. be listening to you. I appreciate you very much. Okay. Well, God bless, buddy. God bless. All right. I would suggest, folks, you go to the CARM website, look up the 45 goals of communism. Look at number 17. Get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Get control of teachers' associations. Put the party line in textbooks. Infiltrate the press. Get control of book review assignments, editorial writing. Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. Continue discrediting American culture by degrading all form of artistic expressions. Uh, eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and the violation of free speech and free press. Break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and TV. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. Infiltrate the churches. Infiltrate, excuse me, the churches and replace revealed uh, religion with social religion. Discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity which does not need a religious crutch. Eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools on the grounds that it violates the principle of separation of church and state. Discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate, old-fashioned, out of step with modern needs, a hindrance to cooperation between nations on a worldwide basis. I can go on and on. This is what the 45 goals of communism are. You should read them and see. How many of those are in effect now? This means our country is going to fall. Christians, wake up. Because once it falls, they're going to come after us. Okay? They're not going to stop at a Sunday morning door at your church or your house. They're going to come for you. Okay? Let's get to, let's see, Boyo? Wow. From Louisiana. Welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt, this is Bojo. 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 Oh, I can't see all of the letters. I can only see the top segments of them, so I got it wrong. Okay. 
Go ahead. Uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I'm in Pineville, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I was okay. I was listening to you talk about you know critical thinking. Uh huh. And uh, I guess I may be too critical, but I was wondering what you thought about people that had the mind of Christ. Uh, that means to be godly. The mind of Christ is to put Christ in his, his position of lordship and as, as God and for us to be humble and, and servants of the Lord and reaching out and, and being kind and loving and truthful, things like that. That's what it means. Yeah, well, Jesus, I mean, Paul wrote, didn't, he, didn't Paul say that he had the mind of Christ? I believe so. Um, let's see, mind of Christ. And it occurs in First Corinthians two sixteen, for who has known the mind of the Lord, but he that he will instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ, and uh, that's the only place that I see it in the NASB that it occurs in First Corinthians two sixteen. Okay. Well, you you don't find a whole lot of people with the mind of Christ, because those people with the mind of Christ are like Christ, and they're they're in tune with God. And they're being revealed things by God. Could that? Mm-hmm. Could that be a? Could that? Wouldn't that fit the, fit the bill there, Matt? Well, uh, I'm not going to say yes or no because the phrase only occurs right there, and without broader context or multiple usages, I can't determine with much accuracy exactly what that means. Generally speaking, the mind of Christ would be to emulate. His teachings and his attitudes. That would be the mind of Christ, I guess. Well, he said we have the mind of Christ. And I I believe that he, I believe he's indicating that they were maybe apostles or prophets that had been filled with the Holy Spirit and that God spoke to them and through them. Okay. Like I said, the phrase is not used enough in different contexts to narrow down what it means. So I don't say this is exactly what it means. I say generally this seems yeah, to I, be what it it is. Okay. Yeah. Is that, that right? Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, I understand that. But okay. it could mean, I, I think that if you are as critical a thinker as, as you can be, I mean, it could mean that these that have the mind of Christ have the spirit of God in them and they're in communication and they're one is could that could that possibly happen uh, I'm not sure because when you say possibly happen when people talk like that and such generalities there's yeses and nos that go into aspects of what they're saying I like to you know say well there's possibilities that we have to discuss them. So, but like I said, the phrase what? only occurs once that I'm I'm seeing in the NESB, and I can't tell you what it means exactly. Okay. Hmm. All right. I, I was. Uh, yeah, that's that's fine. But uh, anyway, thank okay. you for letting me. Uh, okay. Interact with you, and I am okay. Bojo. I'm in Pineville, Louisiana. <laughs> okay. And I, I'll check with you again. All right. 
All right, well, God bless Bojo. Thanks for calling, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, that's Bojo from Louisiana. Alex from Florida. Sorry, buddy. Uh, take your medicine and call back tomorrow. All right. Hey, folks. There we are. We're out of time. May the Lord bless you. I'll be on uh, Clubhouse and Club Deck, whichever one you want to use, uh, tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, answering questions. Hey, God bless. Talk to you tomorrow. See you. Bye.